The toy store in New Jersey figures out a way to get around the fact that they can't get goods in their stores and they're still going to do Christmas. Walgreens on the West Coast closes more stores and on the East Coast they're just simply locking things up because in both cases nobody seems to think they should be able to pay for their items or have to pay for their items. And on a positive note, a whole bunch of ranchers have decided that they've had enough and they're going to start doing their own meat processing and we say that's super cool. So it's some bad, some good, but let's talk about all of it. It is Tuesday. It is the soul of wisdom. Buckle up. Keep your hands and feet inside the vehicle at all times. Here we go. <laughs> Greetings and welcome. This is the Tuesday edition of the Soul of Wisdom, our first ever Tuesday. We went five days. Yeah. Yeah, because three and Sunday just wasn't enough. So actually, we're six days, aren't we? We're five and Sunday. yeah. So I, I don't know if I want to go seven yet, though. No. I think we need at least one day off. Even God needed a seventh day because he was wore out. Yeah. He needed a rest day. So why should we be any different? Okay. Anyways, hi, I'm Dan. Uh, with me, as always, the terrifically talented Temptress. That was just a snort. <laughs> was the, I was trying to laugh. That was the best out. you could do? It came like, out more <laughs> as a snort. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's the producer wife, Beth. Who just snorted at me kind of yeah so i've been doing this thing where i've been trying to give her this alertive introduction and i don't know at first she was like laughing heartily then it kind of resorted to a giggle and now we're down to a snort tomorrow it's going to be like grrr sneer and by the end of the week she'll be throwing the f-bomb out and we'll have to put an explicit tag on the episode i don't know about all that so this is quite the jump yeah well i know you though oh okay <laughs> Fair enough. Doesn't doesn't take long. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So while we're on the subject of you, before we get started, dear listener. Oh, by the way, uh, soulwisdom.com, S-O-U-L-E, wisdom.com, questions at soulwisdom, you, at dot com. You may tweet us at soulwisdom, all those fancy things. Yep. Please feel free to participate. We love participation. We might even give you a participation trophy. Not. <laughs> Don't believe in those things. Okay, so anyways, I was saying, before we get started, and since we were on the subject of you, I actually wanted to call you out. Uh-oh, what I do? You know what you did. I'm not sure. Yeah, she's looking fakely, like, flummoxed. Fakely flummoxed. There, see, I did alliteration again. Okay. No, so, we have a couple of pet rabbits, and we spend a little time with our pet rabbits every day. They basically have their own room, they're just... You know, they're, they're really living like kings here. Yeah, they have plenty of room. So we, we enter said room at least once a day. We sit down with them. We play with them for at least a half an hour to an hour. And it's treat time during that time. And we have a great old time. And it's fun. They're relaxing. We, we love our bunnies. We actually call Beth the mother of bunnies. Mm -hmm. So, but when, when you exit said room, you're generally covered in rabbit hair and stuff like that. So Beth and I do this cute little thing. Yeah, now she knows yeah. what she did. So Beth and I do this cute little thing where we get out a lint roller and we clean each other off. So, you know, we just like the bunnies will actually groom each other. You know, we groom each other. Except for some reason today, uh, the producer wife decided it was a great idea to whack me upside the back of the head with a lint roller. <laughs> you moved. That's spousal abuse. 
No, you just moved. No, that's not how it went down. You zigged, I zagged. There was a mirror right in front of me. I saw what happened. <laughs> You're blind. You didn't have your glasses on. I can see distance just fine. <laughs> it's the close-up stuff. I don't need glasses for that. I can spot the head of a pin from 100 meters, and I can certainly see you whacking me upside the back of the head with lint roller. So, would you like to tell them what I did to deserve such horrible treatment? Like I said, you zigged, I zagged, That's it just didn't work down. out. That's not how it went down. Okay. You're forcing me to publicly air our dirty laundry because you won't fess up to this. Well, maybe the back of your head was covered with rabbit fur. You don't know. No, no, that's my own hair that oh. grows faster than the stuff on my head. You know this. Oh, okay. I mean, that's sweet of you that, you know, you, you were trying to... Uh, no, that wasn't sweet of you. You weren't trying to clean the back of my head. It was spousal abuse. Clear, <laughs> clear and simple. You were just trying to hurt me. Mm -hmm. I don't think she wanted to do the show today. I think that was the problem. She was trying to get out of it. And she figured, well, if I knock him out, then we can have a day off. But we committed to this, so you got to do it. Okay. All right. Are you sorry for what you did? I She's still, contemplating. I still maintain it was just an accident, but if I must... That wasn't an apology. <laughs> just like, if I have to, and then dead silence. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to discuss this later okay. off air because it's probably going to get heated. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. You're in trouble. I'll just bring you a Rice Krispie treat. You'll be fine. Yeah. <sighs> you figured me out. Yeah. How sad. Yeah. But it's also good. If you have a spouse that figures you out, be happy because I think half the time they don't have a clue. So if you can find one that actually figures you out, keep that one because that's good. Yeah, that's a good thing. All right. Enough of that. What were we going to talk about? See, you gave me a concussion because damn if I can remember now. The, the toy, the toy oh, shop. Oh, yeah, that's right. In New Jersey, right? Yeah, let's start out on a kind of happy, cool theme. Yeah. So if you've been listening at all, we've been talking at length about supply shortages, logistics issues, empty shelves, all that kind of thing. But dear producer wife, since I can't remember through my concussion, what was the one thing that I've been saying about who had the advantage? Small business. Yeah. Why? Because it's hard to turn the Titanic and big businesses are akin to the Titanic. So it's very hard to change things like suppliers who you have contracts with and all of that. But if you're a small business, you can adjust and deal with the things that come at you much easier than you could if you were a very large corporation. Exactly. That's, uh, that's where I think uh, you and I have an advantage because all the different ventures that we have are all small and contained and we run them and we can change on a dime. Yep. And that's, that's just lovely because if something doesn't work or can't work for some reason, we'll just change it around and do it different. Yep. We don't care. But, you know, bigger businesses just don't always have that luxury. So let's pull up Mr. Browser here. And if you are a visually gifted lister, li lister, listener, listen, so you concussed me. Mm, it's not my fault. That's how, that's how it went down. I'm telling you. Take note, dear listeners. Note the abuse that I take. Now I can't even click into the right thing. Okay, there it is. All right. So if you are on the visually gifted side, you can play along on your screen. If not, listen to the beautiful sound of my voice. So we found this article and it's super cool. It talks about a New Jersey toy store that is 
bracing for bare shelves, but they're thinking outside of the box. So this is a Learning Express toy store. And in case you're not familiar with Learning Express, they are actually a franchised operation. So you can buy a franchise and slap their name on it and go sell your toys. But this particular lady, Diane Bowser is her name, she owns the Learning Express in Morristown, New Jersey. And she's saying that she expects to have shortages, there are supply chain issues, and the article goes into great detail about the supply chain issues kind of around the country, and we've beat that horse so we don't need to reread it again. But she specifically says this, Bowser also noted that she is buying products from local manufacturers as well to make sure her, toys, make sure her store stays stocked with holiday items. Now, that's super cool. Yeah. Because, again... And it's putting money back into our local community. Yeah, exactly. But we've been talking about the, the nimbleness of a small business being able to change things around. So rather, and I like the fact that she's proactive, rather than just saying, oh my goodness, I can't get my stuff, we're going to run out of things, what are we going to do? And then like running around in a circle all panicked, and then going home and having a drink, and then walking in the next day and the shelves are still empty. Yeah. As I envision a lot of business owners doing, she's proactive. She's like, okay, what can I do? So she gets out, finds some local manufacturers, gets some stuff made, stocks her shelves. Yeah. Why not? That's, that's awesome. brilliant to me. No, it's, it's super awesome. And it, to your point, the idea of supporting the local community too is, is crucial and critical, I think, right now. As much as we can support local and support small, uh, then that will help us in this season where the, the big guys are going to struggle to make us happy. So let's just make each other happy. So producer wife and I were talking, for example, uh, you know, we, we've talked to about how we've had grocery shortages here and some things that are hard to find. Well, on the way to one of the grocery stores, and again, if you haven't heard before, we live in a newer neighborhood for us, so we're still discovering things around us. But on the way to one of the grocery stores is a bison farm. Mm -hmm. And we've we've passed that, and, and it's called like Adam's Meats or something like that. It's something the sign out front, and I told Beth, I said, look that up while we were driving. And they actually take their livestock there and they will butcher it and they have a little market bison's tasty yes it is so you know we're we're gonna start funneling some of our business there because i'm sure they can use the business especially in such a weird economy right now but if they've got the livestock and they've got the ability there to actually butcher it and they've got a market there to sell it I like that. They're going to do business, too. and I, I kind of like the idea of giving them my business. Are they a little more expensive? Yeah. But it's probably better, too. Yeah. You know, it hasn't gone through, you know, weird processing and stuff like that. And it hasn't been on a truck for a week before it got to the store. Exactly. We have another uh, local example. Um, we have a farm here called McClendon's, and they do farmer's markets and stuff like that around here. But during the height of COVID, they weren't doing farmer's markets. So what were they doing, Beth? It was like a basket that you could pick up at, at uh, like parking lots. Yeah, they had some designated pickup locations, but you could buy 
like boxes of produce directly from them. So it was a way if you had shortages at your grocery store or if you just wanted to support small business or both that you could buy directly from them while they weren't at uh, the farmer's markets. And some of our farmer's markets have opened back up and they're still doing the boxes. So I believe it it was a profitable venture for them. Yeah. Well, again, they're, they're, that's that was them thinking outside the box in a different direction. It wasn't that they couldn't get the supplies. It was we have the supplies out in our field and they're going to rot if we don't figure out a way to, to, to get them, them to market. Yeah. So that's kind of the opposite end of that. But I, I guess for me, the, the example of this New Jersey toy company just got me thinking again about the importance of trying to get outside your comfort zone, think outside the box, find different ways either to get business done or to, if you're not in business, find a way to get your purchasing done that's maybe a little different than what you might have thought of before. Yeah. And, you know, you might form new, better habits from it too. Um, you know, for a, a time when we were living on the other side of Phoenix, we were weekly going to farmer's markets and stuff like that, and we were eating better and healthier. And, yeah. of course, you know, then COVID kind of destroyed all that for us. But, but you know, you can, bottom line is you can build good habits and and improve your life out of just trying different out-of-the-box things when you're kind of forced to sometimes. Yeah, if you have any type of farm near you at all and you can try to purchase stuff directly from them if they have, um, you know, if you contact them or if they have some type of little shop that's you know has limited hours or whatever but if you have a way to purchase directly from them it tastes so much better yeah no it really does so uh, again i i was i was happy when we ran across that article because it gives me hope yeah it gives me hope that at least um the the small guy if they're resourceful enough will find ways to weather all of this uh you know she's certainly resourceful she's like I, there's no way i'm going to not have stuff to sell so i'm gonna go find stuff to sell you know, for the other examples that we gave, there's no way that we're going to go to the store and not get what we need. So we'll find other places to get it. You know, you gotta, you gotta be nimble right now, as I've said before. And, um, you know, the fact that we're seeing stories now of, of people being nimble and finding different ways to do things. I think that's really encouraging. Yeah. So. And I like that, like you said, not waiting until the last minute. No, no, that's, that's like the worst thing you can do right now. Yeah. Whatever you thought you were going to do in like November and December, you should probably look at doing it tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hopefully more and more people get this idea and, uh, you, you know, the, again, they start thinking out of the box, be a little more nimble. And um, I think we'll get through it if more, more people are willing and able to figure that stuff out. But I will say, though, those who don't figure it out, they're probably going to lose their shirts. So for the sake of those people, I hope they figure it out. Yeah, me too. All right. We are going to take a little break on that note, and you are going to listen to some music. You're going to love it, I promise. But if you don't, don't worry. It'll only be about 30 seconds, and then we'll be right back. I keep my head up high and never look down. Come hell or high water never could drown. I make sure everybody on my team's fine. I wear my pride on my back and it seems fine. I am a panther. 
Welcome back, dear listeners. We hope you enjoyed that lovely music. We try to only bring you the finest that we can find. So I don't know if you heard it as we cut in, but the producer wife was audibly sighing at me. <laughs> she she wanted to know as we were about to come back in if I was going to yell at her again. Yeah. And I said maybe. And then I sighed at him. Yeah. So we'll just see how this goes. Okay. All right. So let's uh, shift gears here a little bit. So if you've paid any attention to anything at all over like the last year and a half, um, retail stores, especially drug stores for some reason, are really taking it on the chin with theft. Mm -hmm. I don't know <clears throat> what it is about that drug store, convenience store kind of thing where everybody feels that what's ever inside them should just be theirs and, and they should be able to just enter that store and take whatever they want and walk out. That could be encouraged by the fact that these workers in these stores are just told to let them do it. Which, well, and at you know, a grocery store, there's generally lanes in the way of the door. So you'd have to either walk through the lane and not pay or walk around all the lanes, which is usually it usually puts you over by like the customer service desk. It's a little trickier in like an actual grocery store. <laughs> That's a very astute point that I hadn't thought of. I might not yell at you this segment. <laughs> <laughs> just, just for that. <clears throat> no. Oh, and by the way, if I'm clearing my throat, a lot of apologies. I've got a little bit of a sore throat today. Anyways. Um, yeah, it just the, these stores are just really taking a, a beating. And we'll go up, go ahead rather, and pull up uh, Mr. Browser. So again, for our visually gifted listeners. Uh, we came across this, <clears throat> excuse me again, Walmart or Walgreens uh, closing five more San Francisco stores due to theft. And haven't they closed like a dozen already? That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, first of all, they they must have like one on every corner for them to be closing this many and still be in business in San Francisco. Yeah. <clears throat> it just feels like a lot. But it's probably in the very populous areas where people walk to those places to get food. Yeah, probably. That's that's true. There's probably a lot more walking that goes on in San Francisco. Because if you think about like um, actual downtown, like Metro Phoenix, there's a lot more um, of those type of stores on the corners. And it's to facilitate the people who live in like the high rise the apartments and all of that. That's fair. Well, you know, we're we're like country dwellers now, though. No, so I know. Just don't think along those lines. But and we certainly don't think along the lines of entering our local retailer and robbing them blind. No. But apparently not. the residents of San Francisco do. Uh, because again, five more Walgreens closing now. And the retailer cites organized crime now as the reason why. It says uh, this article from Fox Business, by the way says, due to ongoing organized retail crime, we have made the difficult decision to close five stores across San Francisco. The store will transfer prescriptions to nearby Walgreens locations within a mile radius, and we expect store team members, place store team members rather than other nearby locations. Organized crime continues to be a challenge, la la la. Oh, okay, Walgreens had shuttered at least 10 of its stores in the city since the beginning of 2019. So 10 plus five. 15. 15 yeah. yeah i was close i said 12. i was only off by two it's not bad my estimator is not so bad today so critics it says blame a referendum california Cal that's weird 
Critics blame a referendum, oh, a referendum California passed. It should say like a referendum that California passed. Because the way they have it written, it looks like it's reversed. It should say like blame a California referendum, referendum passed. Okay, so we've just corrected their article for them. You're welcome, Fox Business. Uh, passed a t referendum in 2014, which downgraded the theft of property to a misdemeanor as long as its value is 950 or less. Now, I had also read and heard and everything else that in many of these cities, <clears throat> they won't even um, go out and try to get these people because it's now just a misdemeanor. So they're, they're kind of just saying, hey, uh, we have other things to deal with. So we're not it's even going to try. It's not worth their time. Yeah. And meanwhile, the workers in these stores are just told to leave people alone and not try to interfere with the fact that they're stealing everything. Well, that's just it. If you have laws and you're, you're going to say that theft is illegal, there has to be something to back that up. Yeah. Because otherwise, there's always going to be some people who decide that they want to try to push the boundaries and see what they can get away with. Well, it's like the parent who will count to three. And then gets to three and says, don't make me count again. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of parents will do that. It's the same kind of idea. You know, your words are meaningless if they're not backed up with some kind of real consequence. Your yeah. law is meaningless if it's not backed up with some kind of real consequence. And, you know, they figure that out now. Yeah. Yeah. So. And not just there. Yeah, no, not just there, which exactly leads me to the next thing along the same line. If we switch to the right coast, drugstore managers in New York City say shoplifting skyrocketing, which is why more items are under lock and key. Uh, this is from CBS Local in New York. So a local source. Drugstores have been locking up items for years, but if you've been shopping recently, you've noticed more and more products are being locked up, including bars of soap, deodorant, and even toothbrushes. I will say deodorant's gotten <clears throat> expensive, though. Well, yeah, yeah, that's true. You have to mortgage your home to get deodorant. But still, like, bar of soap? We're having yeah. to lock that up now? They have to be locked up because sometimes they get boosters that come in there and they steal their stuff. Boosters are people who steal products to resell them. Yes, that does happen. That is a large segment of a certain uh, online retailer that rhymes with F Bay. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> there is definitely a segment of that where they're fencing stolen. It's products. not just them because there's all of these. Um, oh, what did, what do they call it? I just lost the, the terminology. Um, oh, the marketplaces. What they call marketplaces. Like if you go on to Walmart, there's a Walmart. Walmart selling their own goods on their website, obviously, but then there's the marketplace where other people can sell the same things that Walmart sells. Yep. And a lot of that stuff gets funneled through, through those places as well. Yeah, and that actually leads me back to the previous article. I want to go to the bottom of that because there's a little blurb there. This is back to the Fox Business Walgreens article. <clears throat> Excuse me. They said the uh, Department of Justice got involved in something says that Walgreens also, Walgreens also fell victim to a father-daughter duo in Georgia who were sentenced by the feds Tuesday for pocketing millions of dollars after selling stolen retail products in recent years. 
The DOJ reported that Robert Whitley and Noni Whitley ran online businesses selling lifted or selling goods lifted from Atlanta stores by paid shoplifters who targeted Walgreens, CVS, Kroger, and Publix. So Both they weren't just stealing the stuff themselves. They were paying people to go do it. Yeah, they made it into a little cottage industry. So when we were talking in the previous segment about being resourceful and being able to pivot, not this. No. No, don't. Don't, don't do illegal things. Yeah, no, don't, don't, don't break laws. Do you remember that, uh, speaking of resourceful and bad ways, <clears throat> do you remember that um, coupon ring that got busted? Oh, yeah. North of Phoenix? There were these, go ahead, you can tell the story. Yeah, no, we actually saw this a couple of years ago right here in our, our tiny hometown that is the fifth largest metro area in the U.S. Um, yeah, there's north side of Phoenix, there's this group of housewives who, you know, the husband's off working and they're at home and not sure what to do with themselves. So they decided it was a great idea to take the, the coupons that you can print off like coupons.com and places like that and make bunches of copies of them and then sell them yeah, yeah. they were selling forged coupons online. so they all got a couple of years and big fines it and... was to the tune of like hundreds of thousands of dollars though yeah. it wasn't it wasn't <clears throat> small potatoes no that my question is just going back to that real quick and you know before we totally get off the rails or maybe we will whatever uh just but just thinking about that uh a, how is it that you've you've got in that case the husbands were out working these were all housewives how is it that all this this money started showing up and the husbands are like whatever <laughs> you know probably because if they're exhausted from their job there's a certain level of not paying attention and how many men would know the difference between their wives going, I got a new purse and knowing that the purse was purchased from Marshall's or purchased from, you know, a major re retail online. I mean, do all men know the difference between a $50 bag and a 500 or $5,000 bag? I'm guessing no. Maybe not, but I will say that over the years you've chickified me a lot. So I'll know the you difference. You would know the difference. Yeah. yeah. Well, we, um, yeah, part of, part of what we do is we, we, do some online reselling and much of it is based around cosmetics and health and beauty and stuff like that so there's a lot of this stuff that as a a very much manly man i shouldn't really know a lot about but i do because it's part of our business well and we, we make jewelry that has like glitter inclusions and oh stuff, yeah no i'm so glittery all the glitter. time yeah I, i'm actually i'm looking at myself right now and for once i'm not glittery on camera yeah and and we did we did do jewelry work today yes, so i'm not sure how i pulled that off all right, now that we're totally off the rails, what were we talking about? Lock and key and yes. like stealing and stuff like that. Yeah, so this is this is really disturbing to me, I guess, just to try to button this up a little bit. To me, this is how societies begin to fail. When we've broken down to the point, I mean, <clears throat> look, there's always going to be some level of misconduct there's going to be some level of theft there's going to be some level of violence there's going to be these things because that's just humans yes it's not even just humans look in just the animal kingdom sometimes they get along sometimes they tear each other apart sometimes they share food sometimes they steal food i was just going to say our one bunny is not great at sharing and the other bunny gets the brunt of it yeah 
But the other bunny gets her later on and yeah. abuses her in different ways. Yeah. So, whatever. But, you know, so there's always going to be a little bit of that. But when this starts happening on such a mass scale, <clears throat> I'm so sorry I'm clearing my throat a lot today. But when it when it starts happening on this mass scale where you've got these businesses closing like multiple stores in a market because it's no longer feasible for them to keep them open yeah because of theft i i don't know this is like i said this is this is like weird anarchy kind of stuff it's it's the disintegration of a normalized society that for the most part should be like taking care of each other and looking out for each other and that's yet another disturbing piece of what's going on i i i'd said i believe it was in the last episode that that i'm not recognizing my country and it's aggravating me this is kind of another piece of that some of this is also a product of inflation though i don't believe that is the main cause here but i do believe it happens because when you start to get to a point where the cost of goods are so high that they become unattainable for people then you get like shadow markets where people are stealing stuff and they you know in parts of new york i'm sure they're not even selling these online they're just selling them to their neighbors and everything else because yeah. they would rather you know buy it from joe next door and not have to worry about walking down the street and endangering their lives with all the crime and violence that's going on just just in them trying to get to the store, let alone paying the high price once they get there. Well, and they don't have to pay, uh, you know, when they do business with Joe next door, they don't have to pay sales tax too. Yeah. <laughs> Side bonus. But yeah, this is, um, this is just yet another sign of weird, you know, they're closing stores, they're locking up bar soap. Um, people, we got to stop acting like friggin' idiots. If you know a friggin' idiot, ask them to stop yeah it's it's time i want my country back and my country's not coming back until we stop doing stupid things like robbing stores blind the producer wife is shaking, shaking her, her head, head. Yeah. yes that really comes through on the <laughs> mic baby see she's not even on camera she doesn't want to be on camera right now so so that's why we call her the the uh voice of god because she just comes out of nowhere to scold me sometimes <laughs> but they don't always hear the head shake no okay on that somewhat dour note where i yet again question where we're going let's take a little break i'm going to enjoy this fine kool-aid drink pouch thing and try to make my throat feel a little bit better and you're going to listen to some music and when we come back we actually have a cool story to share so stay tuned and we're going to try to finish on a positive note be right back Remember growing up without Nintendo Scaling out the window Better be home for the lights come home Yep, I remember them days And I wouldn't trade them for the world What more can I say? See, we didn't have much, What we had, we made the most of it Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. I am proud to announce that while you were listening to music, Beth and I reconciled. 
<laughs> we we have agreed that I will no longer speak of the time when she whacked me on the back of the head earlier today, and in exchange she's going to go get anger counseling. <laughs> so so we're we're, we're going to be good. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna move forward. Um, it, it'll be a positive thing for us, I think, in the end, because yeah. you're finally going to get all that anger under control. Yeah. So that'll be great. Um, I'll heal in time. It's going to be difficult, but I'm committed to working towards it. And, uh, you know, we'll keep you updated here because we know that's exactly the reason why you tune into the show, just to see how we're doing. Yeah. So, so I just thought I'd share. I think that's an important step that we took in those 28 seconds that the break was going on. So... <laughs> So be be happy for us. Yeah. So if you have not done so already, please like, subscribe, share. Uh, these things really do make a difference to a young and up and coming podcast such as ours. The more that that happens, the more that listeners do that for us, the more the algorithms put the program in front of other people. And that's how the snowball happens. So please help us snowball. Because if you're listening in segment three, then there must be something that you think we've got going on. So share it, please, and thank you. Also, you can email us questions at soulwisdom.com. You can visit us online, soulwisdom.com. That is spelled S-O-U-L-E, wisdom. If you go to soulwisdom.com slash learn, you can also access our firstest ever teachable course, which is now live, and we have more coming. The next one, at least, is rumored to have something to do with working with your spouse. So it's a good thing we reconciled. It's a good thing we reconciled, and we'll probably have to add that into the course now about, like, conflict <laughs> resolution. Yeah. So <laughs> that'll be exciting. We got new material today. It was all worth it, I guess. Yeah. And I, I'm happy to report that my concussion seems to be waning, so. That's good. Also, on the break, I, I threw some honey down my throat, so that feels a little more soothed, and hopefully I can get through this segment without coughing, hacking, and clearing my throat a dozen times so i apologize to your ears dear listener okay we promised you that we would finish on something a little more cool yes a little more fresh fly funky and hip something fun and upbeat and my stream deck is dead uh oh now i have to switch the old-fashioned way so we're gonna have to look into that afterwards okay all right whatever that's a tomorrow project let's get through today okay all right so let's go to Mr. Browser here for our visually gifted listeners. This is an article from Fox News. Ranchers launch effort to build own meat plants to fight against low beef prices. So let me give a little bit of a backstory here um, because a lot of people probably aren't going to know how this goes down. But because dad was a meat cutter for a living, I got a little bit of an idea how all this stuff goes down when it comes to butchers and stuff like that. There has been so much of combining of resources when it comes to the meat business. There's been so much centralizing of everything that it's actually gotten down to the point now where almost all of the beef in the United States is processed through four processors. Four. And three of the four aren't even owned by the United States. Which is scary. One's China, one is Mexico, I think, one is Brazil, and then the other is, is owned by the U.S. <clears throat> I lied. I'm still going to be clearing my throat, doggone it. <laughs> oh, well. Whatever. Anyways, so that's really 
frightening too to consider that 75% of the beef production has to run through plants that aren't even controlled within the U.S. And probably are quite a ways away from where you live. Yeah, so that's no good. And the article cites a really interesting stat here that I'd heard from others as well. <clears throat> and that's that federal data shows that for every dollar spent on food, the share that went back to ranchers and farmers was 35 cents in the 70s. It's now 14 cents. That's ridiculous. So over the course of, you know, 40 some years, the ranchers and the farmers are getting less than half of what they were getting back then and all their costs have gone up and all their, well yeah because you know inflation so yeah. costs and stuff are going to go up so it's really kind of putting them in a pinch and this is this is a sad thing um because what's happening is if you've paid any attention again when you're at the grocery stores the price of meat keeps climbing and climbing and climbing beef is ridiculous so with our son we've been teaching him how to cook and he wanted to do fajitas so we went out and got some skirt steak now skirt steak is yummy if you cook it right um, but it was for the longest time considered kind of a garbage cut so you could get it for like two three bucks a pound it was 10 bucks a pound yeah for for the garbage cut yeah you know which is just you know blew us away i mean we still got it but you know we shouldn't have had to have paid that much for it but whatever but so these these prices are going up in the markets but it's not getting its way back to the ranchers they're struggling more than ever to make all this work so where it gets fun is it talks about this uh guy named rusty kemp who's grumbled for years about rock bottom prices for the cattle he's raised in central nebraska even as the cost of the grocery stores kept climbing to the point that i just made so then they talk about the consolidation of the meat industry and stuff which i just went into but it led Kemp to launch an audacious plan, raise more than $300 million from ranchers to build a plant themselves. And they're doing it. I think that's awesome. This fall, they're going to start building the plant. It's going to be called Sustainable Beef. It's going to be on 400 acres near North Platte, Nebraska. And then there are groups that are making similar moves in Iowa, Idaho, and Wisconsin. The move is well-timed. The Department of Agriculture is now taking a number of steps to encourage a more diver diverse supply in the beef industry. The Biden administration said last month they were concerned about the meatpacking industry was uh, pandemic profiteering and announced $1.4 in assistance to food processors harmed during the pandemic. I think we need to do less with assistance and more what, like what these guys are doing personally. But how cool is that? I agree. Again, we've talked about being innovative and being able to pivot and adapt and things like that. And I think it's really cool that these guys are continuing to get squeezed out by these large meat processors. And they're getting less and less for each head of cattle that they send, that they send to these places. So they've just finally said, screw it, we'll do it ourselves. Yep. And I like that. I wish that more and more businesses would think along those lines of finding ways to do stuff themselves. Because the other thing that this does is it brings 
it brings that money, it brings that <clears throat> that business, that process back home. Because again, even though this stuff is being processed in the U.S., three out of the four aren't even U.S. owned. Yeah. So. So the company profits don't likely stay here. Well, no, they're not. They're not going to stay here. But even more so, how frightening is it with everything that's going on with China, for example, that twenty-five percent of our beef runs through a Chinese-owned company? Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. You know, because a lot of our prescription drugs do too. Well, yeah, I know that, but that's just it. We need to bring more things home. Yeah. You know, um, having having the meat more controlled at home at least is a good start. Mm -hmm. If other industries would play along, that would help too. But, but I have a lot of respect for these dudes because they're putting a lot of money on the line. Yeah. To, to get this set up and make it work, and I think they're looking at the longer game, and it's worth the risk. But. You know, if you don't take risks, you have no ability to grow or succeed. It's everything that you do is a risk calculation. But if you don't calculate a big enough risk, then you don't get as big of a reward. Yeah. So I just wanted to highlight this to close out the show because, again, I was really happy to see that a group of people have stepped up and said, no more. We're done with it. We're not going to play this game. We're going to take it into our own hands and we're going to succeed with it. And I'm going to keep an eye on this story and monitor them because, uh, you know, if they're, if they're successful with this and there is a way that we can figure out where their beef is going, I'll go there and buy it. Yeah. Because I'd rather do business with them because, um, you know, I like to reward risk takers. Mm -hmm. So, again, ending on a happy note, I don't have anything else for today unless you do, I Madam do Producer Wife. Nope. Okay. We do appreciate you joining us here today on the Soul of Wisdom. We hope that you have enjoyed yourself. We have enjoyed talking to you. It is always a pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are going every weekday now, so we will see you tomorrow. And we hope that you're looking forward to it because we are. Take care.